0: Here's what I want you to do just to kind of get us going. I want you to take your arms. This is an all skate. Wrap them around your arms, all right, around, around yourself. Give yourself a big old hug. All right. Say, I love me. You are so, I am so good. I am so valued. I am beautiful. God loves me. All right. All right. You can take them down. Some of you are a little weird. <laughs> um, we're gonna be talking about insecurities today uh, as we start our, our red or green series. Um, and you guys have asked questions, we voted on them, and we're gonna answer the question how do I deal with my insecurities? And some of us, I know that's joking or whatever, but that's really hard for us to, to love ourselves, to believe in ourselves to believe that other people might believe in us or can love us, it is really difficult. And some of the questions that uh, have come up talk about God and are questions about God and, and kind of doubting God. And I love those types of questions. But some of us, um, we, and we may have those questions, but a lot of us will struggle more with, I doubt me because I know me. I know my failures, I know my thoughts, I know who I am, what could God ever want to do with me? What could God ever do through me? And so we struggle with this idea. We have insecurities. Um, have you ever had the guy who, who comes in and has like no spatial awareness like they just walk in and they're like right in your face and then they have the breath and you're kind of like, whoa, back up. I remember there was one guy, um, I, I, he lives in this town. I can't say who it is because you guys would probably know who it is. But I mean, he has no spatial awareness and I'm like backing up and he keeps just inching forward and I'm backing up. And um, it's just really un- uncomfortable um, for people who don't have uh, spatial awareness you think about football, you want a, a, a quarterback that has like just incredible awareness, almost like a thing where he can know if something's coming from behind. Well, today, when we talk about insecurities, this comes about self-awareness, our ability to be self-aware. And, and this goes into every area of our life. To be self-aware, to be a leader, you need to be self-aware, but I wanna be great, not only I wanna be great within my relationship with God, which God's gonna point some things out with me, but I want great relationships with other people. And if I'm not aware of my own insecurities and what this is doing to me, I may not be aware how it's harming me and my relationships, harming my relationship with my spouse, my kids, my coworkers. It might be robbing me of my opportunities. So, what we talk about today. When we talk about insecurities, it's going to sting a little bit. You're going to squirm a little bit. It's kind of I design because I want us to be a little bit more self-aware. Pride will try to hide these things and cover up, as we'll see. Humility will say, "Okay, God, whatever. Show me. Show me what's on the inside, where I'm where I'm getting robbed, or I'm allowing myself to be robbed, and where I need to grow and." Take a next step forward. Now, some of you guys may be in here or you're online and you're like, I'm, I'm fine. I don't have any insecurities. Well, good for you. <laughs> Mr. Perfect, if you're 6'2 and tan and you got hair still on your head, you're an eloquent speaker, you got the spouse, you got the house, you're the captain of the team, you hit the winning home run, you got a million followers on Instagram, and you're tweeting about it, from your vacation home on a beach, well, good. I'm glad you're doing your thing. But for the rest of us in the room who struggle with this, I want you to know there's good news. Because God specializes in using the people who know they need Him. He specializes in using the people who know, I don't have it all together. I need some help. He specializes in those who are insecure, like, I can't, but they know I will depend on him because I can't. He can. So that's where we're headed today. Now, um, insecurity, I wanted to define it for you, so I looked it up. The definition of insecurity, uh, not secure. <laughs> that's helpful. Um, it's, it's, that, it's a little bit complex, but not really. It's that fear, that anxiety, that self-doubt, that self-condemnation that comes on us. And it started all the way back in Genesis with, with Adam and Eve. It, and I want to take you back to the very, the very first story with Adam and Eve, chapter 3. Now, most of us, if we've grown up in church world, even if you haven't, you kind of know the story. God said, don't eat from that tree. And what did they do? They're like, that looks good. I want some of that. And they did, all right? They got deceived. They did it. And boom, sin entered the world. And from then on, we've all been struggling. This is what happened. This is what took place, picking up in verse 7 of Genesis chapter 3. Um, It says, at that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord walking about in the garden, so they hid from the Lord um, among the trees. Then the Lord called to the man, where are you? And he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid, I was afraid because I was naked. Now, when God asks a question, where are you? He knows the answer. It's more for that person. And and as I'm prepping this, this was something that I think God wanted me to have you ask yourself. I think he's asking you, where are you today? Where are you? Why are you hiding? Now, he knows the answer. Where are you, Adam? Where are you? What's interesting is shame hit. It said they felt shame. And then they sewed fig leaves together to hide. So when insecurities hit, whether it's shame or this self-doubt, whatever, it's there. If you don't deal with it, it leads to covering and hiding, which then leads to distance from others and distance from God. They tried to distance themselves from God. And so this is where insecurities take us in a direction that we never wanted to go, but if we don't deal with them, insecurities again, they can be opportunities to grow in your relationship with God. But for many of us, they they damage our relationships. So a couple things: how do I deal with them? One of them, I want us to kind of know our triggers, right? For Adam and Eve, it was kind of this desire for more. They they were they saw. What that tree had, it looked good. God's holding out. I want more. So a lot of us are insecurities, and I don't know. We all have something that's going to trigger, whether it's being thinner, fitter, smarter, richer, all the errs, right? I want I want to be bigger, faster, whatever. We want the err. The only thing is when you chase after the errs, as Christine Kane says, she's like, once you are fit-er... You find out you're not the fittest, and it is chasing carrots. And then you're erring and esting, and I want to be the fastest and bestest and whatever, and you're never there. Our triggers, for, for a lot of people, it's on appearance. When you step on the scale, when you look in the mirror, when you compare yourselves to others, be it weight or hair loss, or I found out this past week, I love my mom and dad. I love my mom and dad. They came to me and they said, uh, he said, <laughs> Rita already knows where I'm going. Um, I'm 40, 41. And my parents, oh, I love They're like, um, you know, when you were younger, we we never got you braces for your teeth. And if that's something you wanted to do, we'd love to kind of help you out with that. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, well, that's nice. But I'm like, why don't you just go right to my insecurities on, cr- I know I got crooked teeth, whatever, you know. I should be more secure, but I'm not. And we're like, just it's a joke now. And at the same time, like, I'm a little bit like, I'm still like crooked teeth, you know. I don't know what it is on appearance, but it's just something, it could be that. You have something, you have that spot or that look or that thing. It could be acne, when you're go- your teenagers in the room, adults in the room, that, blo- that spot triggers the insecurity. Ladies, and guys, you struggle with this too, but when another woman walks in the room and you're sizing her up, looks like she can offer more than I can. Or your sister-in-law looks a little bit better this summer than she did last summer in that swimsuit. We're sizing these ladies up and it triggers our insecurity. Maybe what triggers your insecurity is your in-laws coming to town. They're coming to stay at your house, and you got to spend a week with them. Oh, no, here comes the insecurities. For me, it's, it could be, uh, be money, how much money you make. For me, it's that guy that lives down the street, that he has the uh, truck. He's got the fifth wheel. He's got the kayaks. He seems to always have some new toy. And on Sunday mornings, they're always, like, headed out on some amazing trip, and I'm headed to church. And I'm like, golly, that would be so nice to do and have what he has. Triggering online. We feed ourselves online. You go through your feed and your your what triggers your insecurities. You got to know your triggers. I'm going to gotta dig a little bit more. Maybe for some of you, it's when you, you saw your ex starting to date again. Maybe for some of you, when you scrolled online, you saw that group of people that went out. They're having a great time together, but you didn't get that invite and it triggers the insecurities. For some of you, it could be something as simple as like, hey, I'm doing something natural. I'm going to go to the bathroom. But people can hear me peeing in the toilet right outside, and all the insecurities like, I don't know, this is embarrassing. And I don't know. It's crazy how we have all these little insecurities that can trigger. This is part of where I was doing this work today, trying to do justice to this question, and it was not fun to know that I struggle with performance. I tried something and I failed. For some of us, our insecurities can be triggered when our kids don't perform. They don't get the grades, but somehow that triggers insecurities in you. They didn't perform on the the field in athletics, and that triggers insecurities in you. Guys, maybe it's your performance in, in certain rooms. Come on now. You, you wanted to maybe have some activities, and uh, she's, she didn't. She'd rather watch Netflix starring Channing Tatum. I hate that guy. <laughs> Can you be told no and not throw a pity party for a week, two weeks, three weeks? And sulk. She should be able to say, if she can't say no, then she can't say yes. Oh, some of you guys will need to think about that one for a while. You want, she, you want to be wanted. You want her to be able to say yes. What triggers your insecurities? Come on. This is, this is robbing us in our relationships keeping them from growing and where they need to go. For me, you want to trigger my insecurities? So when I when I said something or do, do something wrong, I said something that got you upset. I said something and I hurt you. And I know I did it. I will, I will just go paralyzed because I want to make it right. And I think I'm doing good if I just obsess about it. Right. I'm just obsessing about it. But it's it's it really triggers me. You want to trigger my insecurities? Send me a text that says, hey Mike, can we meet? That's it. (laughs) Oh what did I say? What did I do? And I go into obsession mode again, right? You wanna make me insecure? Just bring another pastor in here who's younger, smarter, has hair, 6'2, has charisma, uh, has a bigger church. And they'll just start to try to mess with me. The question is, do you take the bait on your insecurities? We have them. I hope I triggered yours. I hope you kind of have an idea of what it is. If I named it, great. If I didn't, I hope you found it. But do you take the bait when it comes? To how long are we going to stew on this? It's going to come, but what are you going to do with it? One, you need to know what triggers you so you can build some boundaries. Realizing that it says, it says in Proverbs, this reveals the heart. Your area of insecurity reveals the heart. Proverbs says, guard your heart above all else because it determines the course of your life. When we don't take the time, <clears throat> not secure. So when we don't put a fortress around our heart and guard it, it is not secure. The enemy is going to rob you and just have a field day with the course and the direction that he wants to take your life. So not only do you need to know some of your triggers, but it's helpful to know what signs, the signs that are showing, the signs that are telling. Adam and Eve, it says, I was afraid, so I hid. They they tried to cover up. They were hiding. Where's the areas where, where you have that anxiety, where that worry comes in and you're trying to hide? And what does that look like? And it can look like a whole lot of things. It can be humor. You will hide behind humor, your insecurities. I'll joke things off. I'll laugh it off. I'll just be funny. But you'll never know what's going on on the inside. We can control. We can manipulate and have things try to look good. But you never know what's going on on the inside. It can be in the, uh, the clothes that we wear. Look at this. That is me, day one, kindergarten. Kid, this kid, I might cry, um, Transformers lunchbox, big old Montgomery County R2 Wildcats duffel bag, knee-high striped socks, tucked in shirt, name tag, um, kindergarten ready. But that kid went through so much, trying to fit in, trying to, heck, I wore overalls backwards to try to look like crisscross. Who else did that? Did anybody else do that? What the heck? Yeah. Silk button-up shirts? I know. I know. You did it, too. Your insecurities cause you, you to wear some stupid things. You're like, why did I ever wear that? Your insecurities can drive you into isolation. we fear of being exposed. I don't want to be exposed, so I will distance myself from people. For some of you, your signs of insecurity are anger, irritability. For some of you, signs of insecurity is getting another Ph.D. degree because I need to feel like I know it all, and this makes me feel important. This makes me feel known, this makes me feel respected. I'm not against getting a PhD, but why? What, what is driving your behavior? What are the signs of your insecurity? For some of you, it's your online image. Everything in your life is perfect, it's nothing but fun, and everybody would love to date you. But we know, we know. The best cover-up is perfection. I was afraid, so I hid. And so we try to look perfect. As I was talking about this today, um, or with Rita this week, she's like, it's like all of us have this thing tattooed on our forehead that we try to hide and we try to cover up. But in most cases, people can see right through it. They can see the insecurity. It's just dripping off of you. And so our covering and hiding and all this manipulating and controlling and trying to make the 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 filter just right and look is only fooling ourselves. So the question is what lie is tattooed on your forehead? For me, it's I'm not enough. That's why I struggle with performance. I'm only as good as my last sermon. It's why I struggled so much this week with stress and anxiety. Rita's like, hey, have you found out where you guys are going to meet yet? This is Thursday. I was like, no, I don't know where we're going to meet. She's like, I'm surprised your head hasn't popped off yet. I'm like trying to hold it together. We find out Friday afternoon. But I'm sitting with Seth as we're, we're sitting there talking about what are we going to do. I'm like, listen, it's one thing to be told, okay, we're not we're, we can't meet at Aspen and we're going to just have a picnic in a park. That's fine. But you have a whole nother week to figure out something else. And my insecurity is saying, this is a joke. Who's leading this thing? Like, wh- why can't you figure this out, Mike? And I feel like I got to make everything right. And so my brain just stresses out in that area because I feel like I'm not enough. Some of you men, you, I, I, I got to have the job. Your job is your security. Depending on what job, you might have a job right now, and you're like, hey, I'm good. But if you had a different job, you would think different of yourself. If you had a different salary, you might think different of of yourself. If you couldn't provide for your family like you want to or you can right now, you might have a different view of how you view yourself. Your security is, can I provide and perform for my family? These are big things for us men. Or whatever, like, To be a man, whatever that means for you, and we're trying to achieve that, our masculinity. Women, we struggle, you you struggle with the same thing your womanhood, and you're trying to do something to achieve whatever that is, be it a look or the things that you do. For some of us, the lie that is on our head is I'm unwanted. Many times we are trying to run from loss. We're afraid that if you knew me, if I was exposed, if you knew the real me, you wouldn't like me and you would run. And we can back that up because people have done that to us before. I was exposed, they backstabbed me, and that was the most painful part of my life. And I'm not going to risk that again. I'm not going to do that again. So we hide. We fear disapproval. Not only do we fear being unwanted, we fear disapproval. Some of us, that makes us very defensive. Instead of hiding, we start hurling. Adam, where are you? You ate from that tree. What did Adam do? That woman. (laughs) Which guys don't ever use that excuse. But he's really blaming God. He starts hurling. That woman did it. Not me. He goes to Eve. What'd she do? She wasn't any better, ladies. That serpent. Sounds like my kids when I come in the room. He started it. He did it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But we do the same thing. My parents did this. If my parents, if my home wasn't like, and we want to hurl, It's easier that way. Some of us, the lie on our head is that we got to be in control. Something that rocks your world and brings up insecurity is instability, change. The more out of control you feel, the more controlling you become. And we will boss people, manipulating to get our ways. Some of us, the limitation, it's limitations. I have a physical limitation, a mental limitation. It's kind of this idea of I can't. I can't. The reason I'm insecure is I can't. What is the lie that you are believing? Let me give you a different definition of insecurity. Self-sabotage. It's robbing you of life. You're allowing the enemy to just come right in and rob you of life. I struggle with being insecure about trying to be in control. Guess what? There's only one person who's sovereign and supposed to be in control in this world. That's not me. It's God. I'm trying to be God. There's only one person who's supposed to be all-knowing and omniscient. It's not me. That's God. I'm trying to be God when I'm trying to know more. Knowledge isn't bad, but I cannot be all-knowing. It's pride. That's what it's called. (laughs) Deep down... Our insecurities lead to pride. It's about me. Me, myself, and I. And that's where it leads us to is isolation. Me, myself, and I. Don't go down that road. There's, and this isn't anything new under the sun. That's why we went back to Genesis, all right? <laughs> Satan's using the same old tricks, and he's been using the same old tricks on your family. It's generational. Whatever he's getting you with, he probably got your parents with, grandparents with, it's been happening for generations. What I want to say today Break that cycle today. It ends with you. That we're going to not be robbed anymore. The alarm's going. On, whoop, 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 breach in security. Whoop, whoop, whoop. No, I'm going to not let the enemy rob me anymore of my security. I know whose I am. I know what, and I know that I'm, I'm not supposed to be all these things. So what I'm going to start to do. I'm going to start getting myself planted and saying yes to surrender to God daily. The one who is secure, who provides that foundation. John 1 says, for such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. To me, this is that idea of I want to get in the presence of Jesus. I have the insecurities, I have the fears, I have the worries, and it causes me to want to have shame and hide and cover and distance myself. But the more I get into the presence of Jesus, the more I'm surrounded by his love, and it says his love casts out all fear. So the, I, I can, I, the more I'm away from him, the more that fear is going to reign, and that's not the spirit that God has given us so I'm gonna put myself in his presence. What do I do to deal with my insecurities? I know my triggers, I know my signs. I do some deep work that you're probably gonna need some counseling to work on uh, to to say, hey, this is the lie I've been believing, but now I have a framework and a dialogue to talk about it so I can work on it and take some next steps and grow, but I'm gonna get myself planted next to Jesus. This is why we're doing planted for 31 days. Psalm 1 says the person who is planted by this stream, their leaves never never wither. I always have trouble saying that. Never wither, never wither. All right. They, they bear fruit in every season. It says they are successful in everything that they do. Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. So for 31 days, that's what we've been doing. If you're like, I don't know what this is, just get in your Bible for the next 14 days. Fourteen days in a row. Just get in your word anywhere. It's living. It's breathing. It's active. Let Jesus get close to him. How I, when I get close to Jesus, here's what I want to help you with. I want you to see how does God see you. Four things on how God sees you. You got to believe these truths. We got to accept these, and we got to replace the lie that's robbing us with this truth. This is going to be helpful. I hope it's helpful. One is I am accepted. Did you know that? God accepts you. You are a chosen people, Peter wrote. You are royal priest, a holy nation, God's only possession. God chose you, period. Now you may not accept you, but you have to replace that lie with truth. Other people may not have accepted you when you were a kid or when you were an adult, but you have to replace that lie that you are accepted by God. So if God likes you and you start to replace that lie and say, you know what, I like me too, even with all my stuff that's jacked up. If God likes me and I like me, then what's wrong with you? What are, you, what, are you, what are you missing? Because I, I want to I look at my critics. I want to just focus in on what they're saying. No, I, I got to bring myself back to I'm accepted by God. doesn't mean I just get to be mean and be a jerk. But no, I'm going to go back to who does God say that I am. Second thing is I am loved by God says, we love each other because he loved us first. first. I could go to a million verses that talk about how much God loves you. Now, God is consistent. You, This is important. You can never be more loved by God than you are right now. Every single one of us. He can't love you more. He can't love you less. It has always been that way. He is consistent in his love. He is not like us. Inco- like, some of us, we grew up in a in an inconsistent home. There was one student that I talked to who said, um, when I went home, I didn't know if I was going to get hugged or slugged. Inconsistency in parenting will, will create insecure kids because they don't know what's coming. All right? And as a parent, I'm like, that's so, like, a punch in the gut. I just want to cheer you on and say, we're, we're going to make up, we're going to make mistakes, but we can continue to move forward and try to provide that loving, most consistent thing that we can. And God is consistent in these. He accepts you. He loves you. Third thing is you're forgiven. Romans 8, one of my favorite verses. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. You got to trust that you are forgiven. And the fourth one is you are valued. You are valued by God. Let me ask you a question God wanted me to ask you. How much are you worth? How much are you worth? Worth, value, yes, and I'm getting there. You beat me to the punch. Value is determined by who owns it or the price that somebody is willing to pay. All right? So a golf club owned by me versus a golf club owned by Tiger Woods sold at an auction, there's going to be a big price difference. (laughs) Value is determined by who owns something. It's more important. It's more valuable. I get that. Value is determined by the price somebody is willing to pay. How much is your house worth? Not as much as you think it is. (laughs) We're always like, it's a little bit higher, right? God, who created you, he gave everything for you. He gave his entire life for you for a relationship with you he was willing to pay his life as a price for you and i the person in the mirror the person in the mirror is not worthless i wanted to tell you you are so strong you are so valued you are so positioned to do the things that god wants to do in you and through you last question who does god use I know how God thinks about me now and I have to repeat these truths in my head, but who does God use? The doubters, the skeptics, the unqualified, Moses. I can't talk, you want me to do what? I stutter, Gideon. I can't, God, I can't do this. I'm the least of the lowest tribe. I'm like, yeah, 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 bring it. He says, that's the whole reason I wanted to use you. That's the whole reason I wanted to call you. This isn't for your glory. God's trying to do it for his glory. The failures, the complainers, you, I want you, I want you. Most of the verses that we read today came from Paul, a guy who killed Christians. And loved it. He was passionate about it. The worst of the worst. Like if we lived in the first century today, he would have loved to come in here, arrest us, and boom, done. And he would have said, yep, we're doing this for God. And this is the guy who we're quoting. Who does God use? Every single one of us. Anyone who says, I can't, but he can. Use me however. And I want to challenge you on that today, that you are called. When my insecurities rise up, when my insecurities rise up and they threaten to take me out, ruin my relationships, and ruin my opportunities, I go back to whose I am, what does he say about me, what does he think about me? And I remember, I'm called. You are called in your family, in your home. God knew everything about you. He knows what you said, what you did. He knows what you're going to do. And he still called you to be the parents to those kids. He didn't make a mistake. You, you are called. You're called to be in that workplace. You may not believe it, but you're called to be in Los Alamos in the city. Like he has you here on purpose, with a purpose to go and, 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 and display his love to other people. So don't let your insecurities rob you of what God's trying to do through you because there's other people who need you. They need us. This is the message today. I don't know where we're going to be, but I'm like, I got to get this message out because God's been challenging me to be anchored on a firm foundation and not build my house on sand. And I wanted to show you whatever that lie is, whatever you're building on, let's, let's talk about it and put it in its place. It is sand. It is self-sabotage. It is, it is not where I want to go. And I'm going to anchor in on Christ. Now, this is hard and it's messy, but I'm telling you, that's where God's at. That's where the adventure's at. Ephesians 2 says this, we'll close out. Actually, let's stand and let's close out so I can get us out of here. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. Say that with me in yellow. For we are God's masterpiece. believe it he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this one rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.